Welcome to the Gen Z Journey, where we work with you through an entrepreneurial lens to build a wholesome perspective on life and build both our business and personal dreams together. Join our community on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Gen Z Journey. So, hello and welcome to another Gen Z Journey podcast. You're joined today with, with Matt, and it's our first in-person podcast, and I'm, I'm super excited to be doing this, really, really am. Um, we did record with Matt a couple of weeks ago, but we had some technical issues, um, and so he was going to be released uh, like a week ago, I think we planned, but it's, things have changed, but I'm super happy to, happy to have him back um, and to go through his story again. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll start off with your background. Let's just introduce yourself first. So uh, I'm Chaotic Media, uh, or Matt Santos, and uh, I own Chaotic Media, and I'm an automotive photographer, a lifetime photo- or lifestyle photographer, portrait photographer, weddings, you know, video, whatever. So I do lots of video and photo, and that's basically what I've, my job, my full-time job, you know? <laughs> so yeah, um, went to a little bit of college for it and uh, did high school for it too. So you know, now I'm ended up here, got lucky, and uh, started my own business. Yeah, and Matt's awesome. And like I always say at the start of these podcasts, you know, we really want you just to get to know the guests really deeply, get to know their background, how they got to where they are now. Um, because like the stuff you're doing, I think is is just crazy. Because some of the stuff, even the shoot you did was like last week, yeah, I think. Yeah. Those Mustangs doing some rolling shots, they were crazy. Yeah. So it's just it's it's amazing to see someone go through that journey, and, and that's what we really want to get you to you guys to see um, and hear more about of, of how he got where he is. So let's let's talk more about that. You know how now you you chaotic media. That's your yes. business now, but there's a lot that went into that beforehand, yeah, right? So so where did you start with with film, photography, videography? Where did that all begin for you? So it began in high school. Um, I was for a long time just doing like small like news anchoring stuff uh, for our local high school and then like sports events um and from there he went to college where i was more like software related trying to do like computer editing and stuff for videos and uh got like a lot more technical with it learned photoshop learned you know after effects all the video editing all the photo editing softwares and finally that's when i decided that's what i wanted to do for the rest of my life so from there i um bought a camera got lucky and got a super sick deal on a camera and started shooting my own car and Cause I, you know, didn't want people to, or I didn't want to pay people to take pictures of my car. So I was like, okay, you know, start with the camera again. And from there it kind of took off. I started taking pictures of local cars and then people started hitting me up. And that's when I was like, okay, I could maybe start charging for this. And then one thing led to the next and, you know, people from States away asked me to like come travel and, you know, go there and take pictures of their cars. So you know, just one small step just turned into this. So that's where I am. And Matt's incredibly humble. <laughs> incredibly humble. Like he, he, he's saying I'm one, lucky, thing, I'm lucky. one thing led to the next. You know, that's yeah. some crazy talent to, to just be taking photos, constantly learning and, mm-hmm. and getting to that standard. Yeah, you're, you're incredibly, incredibly humble. Yeah. But your, your car history is, you, obviously, he's a, very, he's a car guy, you know, taking pictures of cars and stuff. But your car history just fascinates me. So you started off taking pictures of your cars in high school and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, how many cars have you had between them? Like, probably hundreds. So <laughs> I went from like shooting old, you know, old old cars, old like JDMs and old Mustangs to like sooner or later going up to like Lamborghinis, and then now to like Paganis and Zondas and like you know racing cars. Like one of four or five in the world. You know, it's like never would I ever think I would be shooting like cars like that, but. Yeah, I've gotten extremely lucky situations where, you know, I got to be able to do that. So, That's yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. And and what was your, what was the Vegas story, wasn't it, with, with the... Probably SEMA would be was, definitely, yeah, 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 would be my most up there take, one. Take, take people through that experience. You said it was, it's over three days, right? Yeah, yeah. so... Um, that was just that was just cra- like yeah just in terms of like a whole amalgamation of passion enjoyment like that, those three days just seemed out of this world mm-hmm. you know oh it was uh, just amazing like I woke up at four o'clock in the morning drove eight hours to Vegas in my VW with uh, VW club VW yes. club yes. <laughs> um, with a Ferrari's set of tires in the back seat of my Jetta because I was meeting up with somebody who went, uh, who I knew who had a Ferrari and they were like racing down there. So went down there, went to SEMA, saw like 
hundreds of thousands of cars that are all modified and stuff and uh got lucky and after the third day when the, the event ended everyone you know stays up overnight and like wants to take pictures because that's what they're there for kind of so from probably 8 p.m all the way to like three o'clock six o'clock in the morning we we're out shooting pictures of like las vegas and like uh the ferris wheels and like the dunes and like all over las vegas we were just rolling around uh downtown and like ferraris like wide body ferraris wide body lamborghinis craziest experience of my life you, like, you saw a um uh liberty walks yes liberty oh. a liberty walk v2 i stumbled no upon way it. so i was okay it was eight o'clock at night and i my friend with the ferrari went to sleep he wasn't feeling well so i was like okay well i'm bored you know i want to shoot some cars and i hit some people up and they didn't respond so i was like i'm just gonna roll down the strip i ended up seeing the strad man rolling with like i don't know if you guys know who strad man is a uh, very very popular youtuber rolling down in a, his jeep and then his lamborghini his supra like outside the back of his jeep literally hanging out the back trying to get roller shots of the three cars and then all of a sudden a liberty walk huracan comes up and one of my best friends is sitting in the passenger seat and he's just like yelling at me, follow me. I'm in my VW trying to catch up <laughs> to a Lamborghini. And yeah, um, I s tried following him and we ended up meeting up with him and just started taking photos. And that was like from 8 p.m. and just went through the whole entire night. It That's was amazing. Crazy. Yeah. Um, That's and, one in a lifetime stuff. Yeah, it's it was just... definitely, definitely. And then the next morning, it same thing happened. You know, I was with my friend at the Ferrari and ended up running into this like custom wide body BMW where I took more shots. It was just on and on, just next theft and next. It was a mind, mind blowing. That's just, a dream. Uh, yeah, a dream it was for, for sure. That's one of the many that have happened. It's yeah. Um, all from hard work there, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely hard work, but a little bit of partying there is <laughs> Vegas, but yeah, still we had a reason there. So yeah, of course. And so what were, um, we, we kind of touched on, you said about college and, and high school and stuff. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's go back to that before we get on to all the cool stuff that you've been doing and are doing now. So like you said, it started just with getting the camera, taking some pictures and just progressing from there. But what was your your high school and and then college experience you know was this was this something you always knew you wanted to get into or is it something that was kind of like you know i just get a lot of enjoyment out of this and i want to continue that like what what was that experience of of leaving college in the end and, and going all in on there well so in high school i i've always been like a nerd i've always been into like computers and computer games and stuff and uh so like I used to build computers and in high school, I actually took like a computer building class. And then also like, I was thinking what other things I could take that are similar. So I took photography, videography, and um, I think it was like journalism or uh, it was like the, the yearbook class or whatever, something like that. But yeah, it was- uh, <laughs> and my, my sister's behind the camera today and, and that's where she's in. Like, awesome, awesome. Uh, well, it was actually all, it was three classes, all the same, by the same teachers. I literally stood in the first three classes, same same exact class for the first three uh, classes. And uh, I would just sit there and I, I was like a lot more advanced than some of the students because I've been working with some of the stuff for a long time. So uh, he trusted me with like all the cameras. He trusted me with all the video editing. So immediately I was doing all the editing for the high school for like the local news and like all the stuff like that, uh, which was awesome. You know, I didn't think that's where I would want to be going, but uh, it was awesome to be trusted with that right away. And uh, ended up like loaning out a camera or renting out a camera for a couple of weekends, you know, doing some of the sports for the high school and stuff like that. And always had fun like with it. It was always something I never thought about, but definitely what I wanted to like maybe get into. It's, you know, it's like uh, computer related. So I've always been interested in computers. So uh, from there, I knew I wanted to be like doing photo or video. I was like, this is it. This is something I want to do. So in college, I was like, what could I do? And I immediately wanted to do more advanced. So I, I was going to go to this college uh, called Expressions. It's in Emeryville. It's like for, uh, it's for a lot of stuff, but it, mainly I wanted to go for like 3D motion graphics thing, kind of what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, but pretty much like all 3D animation, like uh, huge, you know, movies that what they work on, like C CGI stuff. So it's what I wanted to do at first, but after dwelling on it for a year and kind of like the expensive, you know, college and all that stuff, uh, I kind of dimmed down and just went to a local, you know, community college, Lospo. Where, where I'm at? Yeah, yeah. Go Hawks, go Hawks. Yeah, yeah, go Hawks, go Hawks, yes. 
um, you know, I, I just thought that's like a good start and that's, you know, all you kind of need for the basics. You're not going to start off in those more advanced classes right away anyway. So you're going to have to get those, still those um, beginning basic stuff down. So I did all that, um, pretty much graduated with a BA from there. And uh, from there I got immediately, actually right before I graduated, I immediately got asked by one of the local uh, production companies to come work for them because by then I already had my camera and I was already shooting cars. And uh, I knew the manager, he used to go to, I used to go to high school with him and he was like, yo, you know, I've seen what you've been doing. Like, would you be willing to come along and work for a production company? And I was like, you know, this is exactly what I wanted to do. This is literally, I, I'm skipping the college step. So that's literally what I did. I skipped going to second college and immediately just started working for the production company. And it's just been a blast ever since. It's, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. It taught me a lot. It taught me, you know, how to be professional and sell and do marketing and do all of the stuff you wouldn't think about, you the, know. The other, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a huge part of it in the creative industry. I know, like, um, yeah, just the, it is, you have the talent, obviously, but then it's like it's nothing if you can't do the business side of it, of selling exactly. it, marketing it, all of that exactly. um, kind of things. But it's a brilliant story of just your passion as well of like, yeah, no, I just really enjoyed it and I just followed that and like, I think that's for a lot of people that don't necessarily have that so young. I think you're lucky in the sense that you just really enjoy computers. And, and I think for people that don't have that when they're young, they can, they just get lost into following other, others. Like, oh, well, that'll work, you know, yeah. like, I'll get through. Or they change, you know, college, like, yeah. you know, type of whatever major not, they want to do. Yeah, exactly. They're just not in it because they're not, they're not enjoying it. Yeah. I did get extremely lucky with that, being able to like, know what I wanted to do from the start and yeah. be able to continue. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. And so I was going to ask you as well on kind of the next side of things uh, with that moving, moving a little bit more into the present, I guess, but like um, the whole social media scene, the whole social media side of things in like that new area of marketing and, and how people get themselves out there has social media. I mean, your, your Instagram is amazing, but has social media been a huge part of your journey to get to where you are now? Definitely. So, um, kind of side story. So back a long time ago, I actually, when I was, before I started picking up a camera, I was just doing the video editing. I did like small video edits for, um, like call of duty videos, you know, video <laughs> game videos. Yeah. And, uh, I used to do it for this, uh, clan, which was kind of my, me and my friend's clan is called chaotic. And that's when I was like, okay, this is going to be a cool name to use. So I kind of stuck with that name ever since I was a little kid. I've always like done that cause it was a big part of my childhood. So I was like, one day I, I always had my personal Instagram. I was like, you know what, this is something I want to do. I'm just going to delete my personal Instagram, delete all my personal stuff off it and just immediately start uploading like car pictures. And I took a big step. I still don't have a personal Instagram, which I probably should, you know? Um, but from there, I immediately just changed my name on there to Chaotic Media. I was like, this is something I want to do. And uh, I w Chaotic was taken, so I couldn't do that. So I put media at the end, you know, I thought it was kind of nice. And uh, ever since then, I, I blew up. It blew up. I probably within three weeks of going to like local car meets and stuff, people started DMing me on like social Instagram. Yeah, it was awesome. It was definitely awesome. That's uh, that's how we got in contact as well, isn't it? Oh I yeah, DM'd definitely. You. Yeah, I yeah, definitely. I like, I love I love that though as well. It's like, I probably should have a personal one. It's like, you're all about the brand. It's mm -hmm. like, it's everything yeah. is behind the brand. I definitely, love that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so cool. Yeah, it was a definitely hard transition at first to like try to like start uploading all the time and like, you know, not, like worry about the personal life stuff and like push more of the branding. Cause I didn't know what it was going to be. I yeah. kind of just was doing it more for fun, you know, like, Hey, this is, this is a business, but it wasn't even close to what I thought <laughs> was a business back then. So, um, yeah, from it to transform to that, to where it is now is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Different. And I, I totally get you on that kind of like, as, as you just progress through social media and like making it a part of your life in a business sense as well is like, it's really huge and that's been a, a transition with with the gen z that i've been trying to make as well as like it is f f to to grow a brand on social media online now is that like you've got to be very very active and that's posting creating content all of that kind of stuff and so it's been a real journey for, for myself and well and, and all of us in the sense that how do we how do we do that with in a balanced way because trying to create content all the time can be super tiring and, and pretty, oh yeah and you can it loses the enjoyment as yeah well. so last year i actually had a rule or well, maybe two years ago now where i would 
I force myself to post every single day of the year. And I, there's a few days where I skipped, but I dang near posted every single day of the year. I couldn't do that this year, obviously, because of quarantine and, you know, a little bit of business stopped and stuff. But, um, yeah, it was one of the hardest things ever to, like, try to do that much content and push that much content all the time. But it was definitely, like, good discipline. Like, I wish I could do that this year, but, you know, with all yeah, this yeah. going on, yeah, it's kind of hard. Um, and but, is that, when you say a, a picture every day, is that, like, a new picture or is that just, like, a bunch from different sh so it was so kind of how I post right now. It was like, you know, a set. So I would post like three pictures in a row, but it would be from one shoot and that would be like three days of the week. Yeah. So it was definitely You're still hard. shooting a yeah, lot of photos. Yeah, man. I was shooting a lot of photos. Luckily, uh, we did like the, the year before for that Christmas, we did a free shoot for the whole month. Every weekend, we would uh, go to this Alameda place. Like it's like has the SF background in it. Um, beautiful place, and we'd shoot there every single weekend for free for people, just for, for Christmas, like uh, from us photographers. And uh, luckily, I had a lot of content from that month. So I was like, for the first three or four months, I was lucky, and I was catching up from that from that month. But after that, it was a huge push. I was like hitting people up nonstop, like, hey, hey, you wanna shoot? Giving discounts even just so I could like push myself out there. Yeah. Cause that was when I had like no followers, you know? I still have no followers, but. Um, Five and a half thousand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true, but still there's a lot more improvement. You exactly. Know, so. Yeah, it's and speaking of locations actually for, for shoots and stuff, one of the, my favorite ones on, on your Instagram is the, was it the Nissan? I'm pretty sure it was, the R35. Uh, Oh, yes, yeah. yeah in front of the ships. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. There's like two. I, I've been to the spot. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that that's where That's the USS was. Hornet, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's mm -hmm. the one. Yeah. And I, I've been to that sport, spot and thought, wow, this is being crazy. And he's taken a couple of pictures down there and they're amazing. But you you have, you did like a full few days there doing like, yeah, so that. Yeah, so when you were like first three, starting out, right? Yeah, uh, actually, like even a month or two ago about probably two months ago i went there seven days out of the week literally every every day someone because i took one shoot and it blew up and everyone was like where is this you know where you please let me shoot here and i wouldn't get a location out unless they did a yeah, shoot with me yeah you know? yeah of course so i was like hey just come do a shoot and uh that's that's an yeah. interesting kind <laughs> of because you must find some pretty crazy locations. Oh, you? yeah. I Well, I do a lot of, that's a part of the business. You know, you got to stay on Google Maps, you know, location scout yeah. as much as possible, which is one of the tedious things about being a photographer is you're always location scouting. Yeah. But it's it's nice because if you're ever just driving around, you're like, oh, that spot looks cool. Yeah. You can just, you know, memorize my, it. My, my uh, buddy's also a photographer. I, to, I told you about him. Um, and he says it's, it's like that now. It's just like a subconscious action. It's like you're driving around. Oh, it's a good spot. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a good spot. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, that. That's definitely true. Mm -hmm. We gotta. There's some. I, I found some spots down in Santa Cruz. Actually, would be amazing. Oh, some cool. Shots. I'll have to show you. Yeah, somewhere. definitely. I'll be down. Um, Take the Mustang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should. Um, but uh, the other thing I was referring to was when you were first starting out in kind of that photography. Didn't you do an event on the USS Hornet? Yeah. So actually, the first. Uh, right when I started with the production company, right after college, it was like, like literally right after college. Um, one of the first events I did for the production company is where I stayed like three days on the USS Hornet. It was almost like, like 14, 16 hour days, 18 hour days. Um, and they had this huge event, forgot what it was for, it was for a different uh, production company in San Francisco. Um, I don't remember the for what company it was for, but they had this huge event where the whole USS Hornet was filled with different stages and stuff. And like we had uh, three or four people who were filming every single section and we would switch off just to get up and, you know, move around. But each each like it was whole like hour long uh, pre like presentations and stuff like huge, like just hundreds of people and I was sitting up in the back in the USS Hornet and you know how small like battleships are yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like sitting up there for like 12 16 18 hours is so tiring but <laughs> it was awesome because like one of the first events I did was like going on to the USS Hornet and doing such like big things like that it was awesome where I didn't really care about how long I was there for you know oh yeah yeah because you just caught up yeah it. exactly it was so exciting to me and like being able to like sit there and we'd have to get there almost at sunrise because they would start at like 6 a.m so we'd go out 
the first thing a couple of us would go out to the front of the battleship and just watch sunrise with SF right there. Oh. And then to be able to, you know, work all day and then like take a break at like sunset and go back out again and watch sunset right there. It was just, couldn't beat it. It could not beat it. Yeah, it was worth every second. It was amazing. But pretty much slept on that boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely funny. It must have been super claustrophobic though with all the gear if you're oh, like carrying yes. stuff around yeah. trying to walk through well we had like back then we had huge cameras <laughs> like it, it wasn't nowadays where you know you have like a sony yeah so like it was probably four or five years ago it was the same type of cameras and stuff as we use now as like news because some of it was live so it was just huge cameras like <laughs> boxes like i don't even remember what they were called but um, they were just massive and trying to like have huge, two huge suitcases with power cables and like other stuff wrapped around you, cables around your shoulders and a big like, you know, <laughs> camera trying to walk in between all the battleship small doors. It's like, it was something else. I'm yeah. telling you, I was sore <laughs> for a week or so after that, but it was definitely an experience. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's definitely super yeah. fun. And so... I mean, so there's some of just the amazing stories and experiences you've had so far, but like, are there any, any others that really like events or times you just spent either shooting or just out with cars or, or different things that you've just really enjoyed? Oh yeah, I could name plenty. The one that probably crosses the top of my mind, it just popped, or popped up on my recent memories on my Snapchat. So I, you know, popped up, but uh, is when I went down to LA uh, in a Ferrari GT3 with my friend Danny. Uh, we went same, down there. Same one from SEMA. Yes, yeah, same one from SEMA. Um, he let me come down with him. He was tuning the Ferrari, and while we were doing it, he was there for a rally. So right before the rally, he wanted to tune the the Ferrari and just make it like pop, like make it like do tons of flames and stuff. So literally that night, we, we went there super early morning to sunrise. They tuned the car all day. We were out to like midnight waiting for the car, got the car and we start like driving down the freeway and this thing's like shooting six foot flames at the back. <laughs> and we're like, okay, so we're ready for the rally tomorrow. We show up <laughs> for the rally tomorrow and there's hundreds of supercars. I've never seen so many supercars in, in the, like the same freeway or the same parking spots, you know? hundreds of supercars and like we're all going you know, going the speed, speed limit, limit, going speed speed limit, limit. down and the that, freeway you're but, in mexico right yeah, <laughs> mexico, yeah. um but it, just to be able to like shoot flames next to these guys and everyone's like in supercars like looking at us like with their jaw drops it was amazing and then we from the rally we drove all the way from la to uh down the pacific coast highway back to monterey for monterey car week oh, wow. so oh, yeah, yeah 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 it was awesome it was it was amazing it was one of the best experiences ever like being able to do that and like drive with bugattis and supercars and stuff and be able to impress all you know it wasn't me impressing him but i was still vlogging it and like seeing all these guys impressed by just this car alone, you know, and then plus it's shooting six foot flames and that's crazy. going down the beach, you know, for six hours. It was awesome. It was just unbelievable. That's amazing. And, mm -hmm. um, and so I got to ask what, what is to the, to this day, what's the most amazing car that you've seen or shot? So probably arguably would be either that ferrari the 458 gt3 just because it's so rare it's so you rare. know yeah, there's like there's four in there's there. probably five or six now maybe more can't quote me because some are being built still but like properly done and probably finished is probably around four or five right now yeah legally that are street legal there's like there's the racing edition obviously where they race in like italy and stuff or wherever but um yeah like street legal ones is like definitely like four or five which is crazy the other one would have to be a pagani zonda f which is like a three million dollar car yeah lucky super lucky he actually owns two paganis and he's in the bay area so really yeah wow, mm -hmm. wow. that's crazy mm -hmm. yeah they're beautiful cars they're beautiful oh beautiful cars. yeah amazing all right well let's move more into the present of kind of where you are now um with with chaotic media mm -hmm. and like when you started that and and how you just just before we get like right onto that but how did you transition then from that production company over into doing your own business now of, of chaotic media 
Well, so I always kind of had chaotic media. It was always a side thing. It was always, uh, I love shooting cars, so go shoot on the weekends and then work during the week. So that's what I pretty much did. And that's how I got hired by the production company was through that. So I was never going to let that go. So I was always, you know, we're, the production company, we were shooting weddings and business and stuff. And then on the weekend, I would just shoot cars. And um, that was right around the time when the guy with the Ferrari hit me up and was like, I started working with him and I started seeing it more as an actual business. Like at first I always saw it more as a side hobby. I couldn't get enough money off of it to make it a business. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah. you know, just push it to the side. But when it started picking up more and more and more and then going into like vlogging a little bit and like, you know, doing a lot more like YouTube videos for other people, it, it was definitely starting to look more into a business. So that's when I started keeping in mind that you know, I could do this full time. So that's what I, I did. I took the initiative once, like with my other company, I kind of saw some flaws and saw some other stuff. I, I'm not going to discuss the company no, or like no, no. whatever what happened. But long story short, you know, I, I quit. I was um, not happy with, you know, sit, staying there. I was, I loved it. I got so many, you know, I learned so much from it, got so many experiences, but, you know, it's time to move on, time to, to grow my own business. And, um, that same with my partner. I have a partner who did the same thing. He started his own business too. Cause you know, we were both just so inspired by like, you know, the creativity and stuff itself and like what we could do. So we just went on on our own and, um, it, that's where it turned into what it was is like, you know, from going from working weekends and stuff to trying to take days off just to do extra car shoots during the week yeah, yeah. when I was like, okay, you know, I could do this full time. So and that's I think, what I did. Would you say as well, I, I find this with, with a lot of people that we talk that have kind of been in that position where they've been working and trying to make their, their side stuff the main mm -hmm. is that it, it really gets to that point where it's like, okay, I go this way or I go this way. Exactly. You, know, you just can't like do both anymore. So. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Awesome. And and so, and I think another thing that you said really important there was how um, when it's like the right time to move on, it's the time to move on. No matter like, it's very easy to build up loyalties, right, to, to companies, to individuals, to whatever. But when a company, individual or experience is giving you as much as it can, it's okay to move on. I Definitely. Think. Change is always good. And, yeah. you know, like staying, like you said, the loyalty and staying with the company is one thing and like, but moving on and growing is another thing. And if you know you can grow and change in a good way from it, or if you at least think you have a shot, take it, you know? You only live once, you know? Yeah. You never wanna go back and say, hey, I regret not doing it, you know? That's that's something I was like, hey, I'm young. I can afford to, you know, buy a new camera and take the hit and like start this and see if I don't make money and then go back into another job, you know? I have that time in my life to do it right now, so why not? And that's, that's where I got lucky and I started you know, blowing up and it went from what it is to what it is now or what yeah. it was to what it is now. Absolutely. And you're so right. No one, no one gets out of life alive, do they? So exactly. may as well do something you really enjoy. Exactly. Um, and, and kind of related to that then is, is I was going to ask is who have been some individuals that have been really influence, influential on your journey so far, um, both, both just in life and also in, you know, photography. So I would probably say like, three maybe individuals that have helped me a lot grow to where I am now. Um, one of them being like my best friend since high school, the, my partner right now in the, my business. He, uh, he is the one that pulled me from my job and pulled from college and hired me at that production company. And he's taught me so much now about like video and like extra stuff I didn't know about photos and stuff you know, uh, from like the smallest stuff to exposure to like, you know, in depth, like 3D motion graphic designing. He's taught me everything. Um, his name's Mike Brooks. He owns Starry Night Production. And uh, he is just amazing. He, I've known him since high school and he's taught me like so much. It's where I can't not say him, you know, it's just been thankful that he's done that. And um, some other people would probably be uh, this guy named Jody Amos, he's the one that owned Amos Productions, the company that I worked for. Okay. Um, he was the one that owned it and he also taught me a, a lot. So I have to give credit to both of them. Um, Mike being the one that hired me and Jody also being the one that participated in helping me learn all that stuff. Uh, the third one I would say is Danny, um, Danny P. He's the one that hired me for the vlogging for his, for, uh, his Ferrari. Um, so without him, I wouldn't have been able to travel, go yeah, to all those, those places. Yeah. So that alone is just a huge shout out just because like 
the memories alone in a year that I had with that guy is just through the through the roof. I would never be able to do those th this stuff again without him. So um, definitely those three people for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And and like, would you say as well that you've moved you've moved on for those people now? Like they they're still obviously they're still part of your life, still friendly with them. But in terms of that, what we were just talking about before. If, it, when it's okay to move on from from those have you, have you or are you still so mike and i are so best friends we uh co-own a business or are both our businesses actually we we help each other out so our businesses are real businesses now and um like he mains in video <laughs> yeah, and i main in businesses like that. yeah right <laughs> um he mains in video i main in photo so like we're always side by side you know everyone always needs both so we're always working together always buying you know each other investing each other's uh, businesses so it's amazing i still get to work with him mm -hmm. and by ourselves being our own bosses so he's still a part of my life uh jody amos he is no longer you know i quit so yeah. um don't have that relationship anymore but you know nothing against the guy he was awesome you know just it's time to move on and same goes for danny um i was vlogging for him for a while but it was just getting so busy trying to be at the production company and trying to like vlog for him and then try to have a life it was just not working like having the production company alone is like a hundred hours out of the week yeah, you know yeah, and then yeah. trying to have a personal life and try to vlog for someone else who wants a full-time vlogger is just i was it was hectic i couldn't find enough time in the day to do all of it and i i did take on more than i could chew probably yeah. but uh it was definitely all experience and worth learning what i wanted to do so i moved on from both of them and sticking with my own business and uh, right now I'm trying to like kind of make sure my whole business is like cleaned up, you know, clean up my website, clean up like some other stuff. But yeah, it was, it's time to grow, you know, move on and make sure my brand is what it is so I can uh, grow. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and so, so tell, tell us more about, about Chaotic Media. Media. Let's, Let's move into like what you're doing now and with it. it. You, you said you're cleaning stuff up. But when, when, when was it founded? When did you like really go all in on that? So probably founded five six years ago i don't know how the exact date i could probably find it when i uh transferred my personal life instagram to my you know <laughs> my business profile but uh that's probably when it, it really was founded and from there it's been taken off you know it, it blew up and i got lucky started getting hit by a lot of uh, car customers and like it's been amazing but just recently, I would say, is when I wanted to branch out more. You know, I did a lot of weddings. I did a lot of business events. I did a lot of uh, corporate stuff um, related like video and photo for the production company. So that's when I wanted to figure out how I could pull all this stuff into my own company. Like not the customers themselves, but just the the type of like genre of shooting and, you know, stuff. I wanted to do it all. I didn't want to just do just cars. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's where I'm at now. I'm kind of like in the middle of trying to create my website to where I could branch out to all these different types of businesses and not just cars. And, uh, I'm getting lucky right now. I'm getting a lot of like portraits, like girls that want, you know, portraits or grad photos or even wedding clients right now, which is nice. So I'm in that middle, um, I guess that middle ground where I'm going from just automotive to now branching out to different um, areas. So that's where I'm at currently. I'm definitely not finished with it, but hopefully soon it's gonna be, hopefully it's gonna be finished, so. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all part of that journey, you know? Yeah. And so um, what have what have been, cause when, when did you, sorry, when did you, I, I didn't ask that question. When did you finish at the production company? So that was probably uh, December of last year. So oh, literally okay. recent, okay. yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. okay. So super recent, yeah. That's when I full on was like, okay, I'm quitting. I'm going to go all in on my company, you right. know, just. Oh, I mean, just, COVID. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's, so that's another thing is we actually had started social media marketing. That's another type of uh, thing I wanted to do. And so we had four, five, six businesses down here just in Livermore that wanted to uh, us to do their social media marketing for them. And literally just started doing it probably first weekend we had all their accounts we had like you know we were started posting we were started creating content and then boom COVID happened so yeah it took a big hit you know quitting the job you know taking all that money lost investing into my company and like trying to like branch out to new areas and learning all this it for that to happen but 
you know, it happens. Everyone took the hit. There's, you know, it's it's a hard time right now, but you know, just gotta push through. Gotta oh, push oh through. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and that's cool. You say you're doing some um, social media marketing for mm-hmm. for bit local businesses. Something I first considered when I came out here. I came out here a year ago. Oh, okay. And so that was one of the things. It was like, okay, how can I earn a bit of cash on the side? You know, go through college and all that. And that was one of the things, um, but I just didn't feel I had enough experience in the area yet, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's the hard thing too, is like, you have to kind of have like trust with like the clients themselves. Like you almost like you've been there and you can like Mm. tell them how you're going to make their business better, you know? And that's the hard part is you have to really kind of like be there for a little bit and know how you could do it and like know the area. And yeah, I could see why you'd want to like wait a little bit, find an area around, you know, get some experience in it. Yeah. How did you how do you make that transition? I know it's a thing that a lot of people struggle with and is is how did you value your yourself and your service, you know, because it's it's a huge struggle for people in getting to that point of, you know, oh yeah, you no, know, this is how much this is going to cost you because it's it's nice doing doing things, taking the photography, doing the content for them, managing different things, but when when did you start being able to go like hey yeah no this is how much I charge and and wh- how did you how did you develop it? Well, the hardest part about it is it's not like anything else where you're like selling a product that you know it's worth this much because you know you take the product price and then you add your your value and whatnot. It's not it's not like that. It's so much harder than that because it's like what people it's almost what people value your work as. It's not what I value it because I could value it like so much higher than what I, you know, actually sell it for. And that was the hard part at first. So at first I would always do shoots, you know, for free because it was a hobby. It was something I just loved to do and I wanted to learn more and gain experience. So that's what I did. And when people started hitting me up a lot more and more frequently, uh, that's when I was like, okay, you know, I could start charging for this. So the hardest part was figuring out the starting price because it's like, okay, well, I want to make money off it. You know, how much am I spending going in this? You know, I bought a camera, I, you know, paid 20 bucks in gas to go wherever, you know, so you have to weigh in all these factors. And I also like took local photographers around here and asked their prices and like, you know, how much they charge for certain things. And um, that was a good way to value myself at first. So I started to like, Fifty, sixty dollars, you know, which was very cheap. It still, it still is very cheap. Um, but it was a, a good starting point, you know, because I was like, okay, at least it's getting something rather yeah. than free, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. it's value, and then I can always go up from there. So immediately, like everyone started hitting me up because it was such a low price. So I was like, okay, I need <laughs> yeah. to start going up, I guess. So I uh, started going up from there, and then you know, doubled it and and doubled it again, and now I'm kind of in a comfortable spot where I'm like, okay, you know. Like, I know nobody would pay, like, $200 or more for a photo shoot because that's just, you know, sometimes ridiculous. It depends on the car, obviously, and, like, the situations. But, um, like, you know, you start to know your value and then kind of, like, what the actual value of what it would be. And you kind of start mixing it in between. And that's how I finally figured out what a good price is for my work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like you were saying, the consideration of time and gas, Mm -hmm. the outgoings for you. Exactly. And the other one I, I... realized only the other day uh, for myself was was knowledge mm-hmm. you know people pay for, for your knowledge oh that's something we were talking about before yeah exactly is that they like if, if you're saving someone perhaps like six months of learning mm-hmm. then you're saving them that much time that exactly. much effort and and so you can charge accordingly definitely too. yeah you know, that's that's a big thing um and if online courses mm-hmm. is that you know you, you'll pay they're like a thousand dollars for an online course and it's like people look at it and be like that's that's a crazy amount of money but actually if you take that course Mm -hmm. and it saves you seven months of learning about finance or something then that a thousand dollars is is a great investment oh of course yeah maybe a saving of two thousand dollars over the next six months you know definitely um and and that's why i wanted to bring in there because i wanted to plug one of our other guests as well uh, Jedediah Collins, ex-NFL player, great guy, really genuine. And he's just started his online course, uh, online financial course. Um, and in the September time, as we're going to be moving, obviously, back into more online classes, I'm going to be online in the new full semester. So he's moving into a couple of universities with this financial education course. And and so, you know, you can find the, the link to that on our website. You can um, go and check that out. 
and 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 go and just do the course. I think at the moment it's he's selling it for only a th- uh, only a thousand, only a hundred dollars, which Dang. is crazy. That is crazy. Uh, That's actually done, a great investment. Yeah. It's a hundred dollars. It's a financial literacy course. I'm doing it right now. I'm about halfway through, and it's it's already already I've managed to change my budgeting to save about forty to fifty percent of my income a month. Dang. From from it. So like the the return on a hundred dollars is is just crazy. Um, and it's like 37 videos you can get involved in a community afterwards it's like it's it's an amazing program um, so I definitely encourage people towards that um, just to just to gain that knowledge mm-hmm. you know yeah and that's definitely yeah that value of knowledge alone is another thing is like that's how <clears throat> saving that a time you know from a customer from learning that and like you know that's something you have to add to your own value when selling it you know that's definitely something huge yeah, exactly. Sure. Like the like the locations. Yeah, exactly. that's another thing. <laughs> that's yeah, huge. that's another thing. Like, hey, this location I found all on my own. You know? yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, and so, where where my next question for you is where is Chaotic Media going? What's your vision for it? Where do you want to be? Um, you know, further down the line. So further down the line, I hope to. Uh, it's kind of like in two directions right now. So I was hoping back when I was like more into cars and automotive like full-time it was i was hoping it'd go like not like worldwide but almost like that you know where i could start traveling a lot more for shoots and i've gotten lucky enough to just travel around like california or even outside of california just for shoots and that's amazing alone but um that's it's such a big price to pay you know because you know now you're paying instead of just for local stuff like gas and stuff you're paying for airport tickets you know Mm -hmm fly like flights like where you're gonna live food you know all that stuff you got to keep in mind so once i kind of figured that all that i didn't want to start like traveling all that much you know i I love traveling but it's like a huge burden you know so then i was like okay that's when i started taking stuff like from the production company where i was like okay i want to i want to do like maybe weddings and like some other stuff so that's where i'm at right now is where I want to do, you know, cars full time for sure, but I also want to be able to do like school portraits for people or like weddings or like social media marketing. So my plan hopefully is to like be local and to the point where like, you know, Bay Area, so fairly more than local, but um, just to stay, you know, kind of close to home and like uh, do just be able to do the business around me, be able to like do photo shoots with my friends or like, you know, like grad photos for other people or portraits. Cause like being on your feet and being into like all those different types of genres is just like awesome because it keeps you on your toes. It keeps like your knowledge up. Like you, you always learn new things with, from the different genres alone. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. No, I like that because yeah, you're not, you're not pushing if you, in one genre like the car stuff you might get really in your comfort zone and exactly. you find that boring right mm-hmm. i like that that's really cool that's yeah. really really cool um so the, so the next question i was going to ask you is how do you separate your your work and your play because i know for a photographer for a videographer that's super hard to do because like we said earlier you know you're all you're seeing places all the time and you're like oh, i wish i had my camera right now or whatever um, so, so how do you do that with like friendship groups and stuff? Cause I'm sure as well, a lot of your friends are like, if you're there with them, it's like, oh, well, we've got a, we've got a cameraman, we've got a, someone who could capture this. Um, but like how, so how do you separate it? So that's actually kind of funny you asked that because like a question I get a lot is like, oh, what do you like to do for fun? And I'm like, oh, I like to photograph. And then people <laughs> are like, wait, that's your full-time job. And I'm like, yeah, but I like to do it for fun. So sometimes I got to learn to like put the camera down and not work. Cause like, I don't think about it sometimes and I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool shot. Or even when I'm with my friends, they're like, oh, you know, take some pictures of us. I'm like, yeah. Sometimes I just got to learn to put the camera down and forget that I'm a photographer sometimes and just enjoy the experiences because otherwise I get too worked up and then I got to like edit those pictures and then really work and then I'm not making money. And then it's like, okay, then I got to start thinking like, this is my business. I can't be spending all this time, you know, for free stuff. So it is very hard for me to like, differentiate fun and like business especially you know being a photographer and everybody asking you for pictures or video or stuff that's definitely a hard thing but um i would say that's that's pretty much my fun like i I, that's something you know i do on the side and full time it's almost like yeah it's like my passion and the hobby and one you know like it's and i think it's important you say that as well even 
someone who's so skilled like yourself doing the photography is that it does take away from the moment and the experience mm -hmm. trying to capture it and yeah. you know um so i think it's, it's definitely important for people to get that balance as well definitely you know, I, I enjoy i appreciate the process of like video making and i'm starting to get into it myself a little bit more um so it's super fun i love doing it but there's also times of like yeah this could be film we could be making a sick edit or whatever right now but actually i'm just really enjoying the time with my friends my family whoever it is um so it's, it's a good balance to get for sure Definitely. and um and the, the other thing i came across recently and i don't know if, if you come across this but um approaching content from a different perspective now of like i think previously a lot in the past it was like content creation right that was the key word you create content by going out and doing cool activities going and do car shoots just doing anything but that's you go out for the purpose of creating content but now just finding a way to document rather than create is is really key to that um, and that's what we're trying to move towards with like the gen z journeys is a huge thing there's like yeah there's there's a huge amount that goes a huge amount of work that goes in behind the scenes but actually a lot of that could be valuable to people oh yeah you know, seeing how we run the podcast seeing how we you know network with guests to bring them on is like seeing some of that stuff and how that goes on is just as valuable as going out and recording a podcast mm -hmm. like right now you know definitely yeah that's one thing where I have to improve my business on is a lot of people have asked me like, oh, hey, you should vlog like you doing a photo shoot just so we can learn how you do it. And like, you know, the angles you do or like, you know, how far from a car, like, you know, the things you could do on your camera. And I've always like wanted to do the vlogs like and doing the vlogs for Danny or like for the Ferrari guy was awesome. But, you know, just seeing my face and like hearing yourself talk, it's like a huge like downer, you know, <laughs> so like sitting there in front of your computer and trying to like do the behind the scenes and like talk about it is a whole different thing. So I'm definitely in that phase right now where I'm growing my YouTube to where I want to make uh, tutorials. I've been making like cover art and stuff. So where, when I get to that point, like I'll, I'll be ready for it, but <laughs> editing those videos of me talking about like the behind the scenes, it's like so hard to like edit because I'm hearing my voice over and over again. And I'm like, delete <laughs> like I don't want to do it so that's a like you said it's very valuable to be able to do that but getting that confidence to where you could be in front of the camera like both like you know this and behind the camera and behind the scenes is a huge thing like it's such a journey it, you know? yeah and I think and and what frustrates me is you know I I was probably guilty of this when I was a little younger as well as some people look upon the people that are in front of the camera and they're like oh wow you know this person is just loves themselves just trying to recall themselves all the time and it's like no that's so far from the truth oh is it? so far from the truth yeah individuals like ourselves you know we're going through that process of like right let's get super comfortable on a camera because actually right now and going to be in the future for sure being comfortable being filmed or whatever it is it's going to be so valuable like oh, yeah. unreally like it's Definitely. going to be crazy so yeah. It's um, definitely a journey. I, I feel you on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's like another part where I'm trying to grow my business for sure is, is definitely like doing those tutorials, teaching people the behind the scenes. That's so valuable. Yeah. 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 And it's a great way to pay it back to people. You know, you're going through all of this right now and we made plenty of mistakes with the podcast of doing different yeah. things wrong. And, and it's like just, just showing that to someone, us putting the effort to show that to someone is really valuable because then they don't make the mistake and accelerates them to where they want to go way quicker. Oh, definitely, yeah. I, I really wish I had those videos, you know, yeah. like, like maybe that I would create in the future of what I've done wrong and like go back and be able to like fix so much of that and learn from it because um, it does teach people a lot. Just like the mistakes alone that you do could help somebody else so far with value and like the knowledge. So. That's I'm definitely sure. something to think about when I'm making those YouTube videos. It's like, what could I actually teach people? Like, not just the the thing I'm talking about, like, you know, exposure, camera equipment or whatever. It's all the extra stuff, you know, like like you said, like the interacting, the, cl the clients, like, you know, the actual behind the scenes. The, the, yeah, the, the, the actual thing. business of running a business, exactly, you know, yeah. it's, it's so hard to capture yet so, so, so valuable. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's it's... And it's interesting because that's where, for me, that's where TikTok is going, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, two weeks ago, TikTok passed YouTube on how-to videos. Mm -hmm. um, it was quite an interesting thing I saw because I was 
I was kind of skeptical of TikTok. I, it, for leisure purposes, it's, it's cool and there's some really interesting content on there I find. But I just thought, be similar to the Vine situation, yeah. it would be quite interesting for like a year, couple of years, mm -hmm. and then it would die off. Yeah. Um, but actually it's, it's making big moves in terms of the transition of where it's going, like how-to videos and loads of businesses, businesses are jumping onto the marketing oh, yeah. of it. So actually it's, it is becoming something that could potentially stick around for a lot yeah. longer. Um, That's and the hard part for me. I haven't found myself to be able to download it yet, but all my friends are like, hey, we've got, we just downloaded and made one video and I already have like 5,000 followers just from TikTok. I'm like, dang, but... It is, it's, it's huge. It's almost like in a way it looks unprofessional, but it doesn't. You know, that's where my boundary is like, because everything on there is like so random or like fine, yeah. you know, it's like, is this professional? Is Should I actually be doing this and, and whatnot? But a lot of people are saying it's a huge value to like have right now. So I'm just kind of seeing where it's going. Some people, you know, with the whole like, thing like behind it about like recording and stuff and how they might delete TikTok in the United States. I've kind of been seeing what plays out with that, but if not, yeah, it might be something to jump on. Certainly. Sure. And, and you're all right in terms of that professional balance. You know, we're lucky we have a brand that's, that's less like serious in that sense. We don't have to be professional. We're not in front of big, big clients in the sense of trying to sell them a product or anything like that. You know, we're trying to share experience, document people's success. Um, and, and we want just a wholesome, real experience of what that's like, you know? Um, so we're, we're lucky in the sense that we can jump, dive into TikTok, have fun with it, not be too serious about it, um, and try and gain the following through there. But one of the pieces of advice I picked up about TikTok um, the other week was that you don't want, you don't want your audience on there. You want to, TikTok is a great stream to attract them to you, mm -hmm. but then you want to get them off to YouTube, yeah. Instagram, whatever it is, um, is the is the big thing. Um, Smart, you said that. I didn't even think about it kind of that way. It's like, yeah, not even that be your main source of like following or whatever, or like you know, business, mm -hmm. but to push them to. I didn't think about it. that's actually a good way to think about it. Like your main brand or your main social media or something, getting them off TikTok and. Uh, that's a huge consideration I think for any brand in terms of just where do you want people to go as well it's like just one thing we started off it's like actually where do we want them to go you know and for, for us it's it's the website because it has it has everything um, in, including the podcast and all that we do but it's like okay so how do we make it as simple as possible to go from Instagram to here to go from TikTok to here you know um, and it's uh, it's definitely a careful consideration to make for sure for sure, and but why social media is so powerful as well because they make it so easy, mm -hmm. you know. Oh yeah, just li links in bios, buttons here and there. And the fact that like you can gain millions of people to like watch your videos or your photos or something just by like the explore page or you know yeah. like, all that is like just amazing how you can reach that many people just by social media is so powerful. It's such a powerful business tool to have, and like I definitely recommend it for anybody, including you guys. You know, like just to push it to your website it's, it's amazing yeah yeah absolutely they um at, it, in in big businesses are getting into it for the tiktok example is chipotle did um a promo a few like a month ago or something and essentially you you recorded your video video of you doing this the guac dance oh did you see that yeah and so you had to record it you had to then like tag the um the Chipotle TikTok in it and everything, then you go to the counter at any, any Chipotle across the US and show them that your video and you got a free topping of guac for the day. Mm. The, the cool. sales for, for Chipotle went through the roof. They saw Dang. the best sales they ever saw across that week. Dang. They ever saw. And it's like, Dang. that's some huge... Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. That's very powerful. And they wow. jumped on that train pretty early. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a tool to use any social media, to be honest. Yeah. The next thing I was going to ask you, as we kind of begin to wrap things up as well, is so I want to get an equipment recommendation for you. You know, uh, a photographer that's starting out that wants to get in more into things, photographer, videographer. What are some essential things that they're going to need? So for photo or video, I would highly recommend like just a tripod or a monopod right away. Like that's definitely one of your first things you're gonna to wanna to use like uh, for photo or video, you know. It might be a little harder to use for video, you might have to upgrade a little bit for a more expensive tripod to be able to like pan and stuff, but that's a, a huge thing. Like for weddings that I use every day, for to cars, 
anything. I, it's definitely a, I, mine's an expensive one with a pan tilt head and stuff, but um, that's something I recommend for sure. And then some other stuff is just like, you know, like, like lav mics sort mm -hmm. of like, um, you know. And these are like, I picked this one up for uh, 18 bucks, yeah, I think, off Amazon. Yeah, yeah, 20, $20 and you can get a lav mic and then they have these small pocket recorders too that I think are yeah. like 20, 30 bucks too. So they're just made, or you can even plug them into your phone kind of like we're doing. Yeah. So, yeah, highly recommend those. It'll like immediately increase your like value of your product. Mm -hmm. um, and then like more towards cameras, like it kind of depends on budget, but um, Sony has definitely been the way to go for me. Like once I upgraded from Nikon to uh, Sony, it was uh, definitely a huge upgrade for sure. Um, going from like the A6000, the Sony A6300 to like the Sony A7 III, the, definitely the newer cameras are definitely better, but I can see where budget you know, will stop you. But mm -hmm. Sony is a great starting point for sure. And what about in terms of editing and, and taking that, are you just a, an Adobe fan? Uh, I am just because of uh, Photoshop and like Premiere. So yeah, I would definitely say like Final Cut or um, Adobe. Adobe has an awesome monthly subscription plan for 20 bucks a month. You get almost all the apps. Okay. So you can't beat it. It's mm -hmm. literally like an awesome, um, awesome investment. I used to pay $500, $600 a year just for Photoshop alone. Yeah, back in the day, way longer. <laughs> it's like, you know... Uh, a valuable thing to have now it's like everyone has it on their phone yeah you know, so, yeah yeah, yeah. So, so um yeah i think 20 dollars a month you get premiere you get photoshop lightroom you get all of it it's like the best bang for your buck i just yeah. recommend it yeah definitely mm -hmm. i found yeah you you can't really beat adobe at the moment oh, with, yeah. with that kind of yeah, stuff definitely um, although for video editing it's like still premiere's king oh, yeah. but like i feel so for myself like i i have vision for how i want to edit stuff but in terms of like building things from scratch i don't quite have the like the this i haven't been through that process it yet so i don't have it um so something like final cut pro oh, yes. where it's like it's much more drag and drop is is so much definitely. so much easier definitely yeah. it's a uh, very very similar to like do uh, Final Cut Pro. I, I highly recommend it. It's just a little bit more expensive. So from like the beginning standpoint, if you have that budget for Final Cut Pro, I would definitely recommend it. Mm -hmm. It's 10 times easier than Premiere. I would definitely use it, you know, if I still had a Mac, mm -hmm. but I have my PC, so I can't. But um, that I would recommend over Premiere any day of the week. But. The um, Final Cut Pro is doing a deal at the moment of 100 bucks for students as well. Dang. Wow. Three three hundred down from three hundred, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think it's yeah. three hundred or five hundred or something. It used to be five hundred, maybe three hundred yeah. down. But yeah, yeah, I think it's down to about hundred at the moment. So. Dang, dang. That's that's why we're yeah. purchasing it. Yes, <laughs> yes, do it, please. Yeah, that's awesome. It's the best editing software in my mind for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I love it. Well, I mean, it's been been awesome having you on, Matt. I really appreciate awesome. you coming on and, and being on the on the podcast we'll definitely bring you back on in like a year or so's time and, and see how that progress has gone definitely. with with everything it, yeah. um because yeah i'm just excited for you and where you're going because genuinely believe like with, with all i guess we're going on we say you know we, we believe in their mission we want to document their success and just get behind what they're doing because mm -hmm. we, we we really do genuinely believe in in the people that we bring on you know um but the final question i have for you is is what is your final message to the audience and the people watching so I would probably say don't be afraid to change and grow. Like I took that huge step from, you know, quitting my business or quitting my job, I'm sorry, to, to start my business. and uh, Quitting my business to start my job. I took a huge investment loss also with this like COVID stuff going on, but don't be afraid to full on like jump in it like and just do all of it, like throw all your money to it, do whatever you need to do to just do you or do whatever you want to do because it you will not regret it for sure you will you will love it every second of it and if you don't you can always go back to it you can always get another job you know unless you're like fully deep into a job or something where you know you're later in your later years or something but i would highly recommend just take the change take it and grow from it sure. i love yeah i love that you know for for particularly for people our age when we haven't got the the stuff to hold us down with a mortgage or a family or whatever we exactly. haven't got those things so jumping into it right now there's there's no excuse yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know there's, there's a, another thing is also like don't be afraid to travel too some people mm. are like 
oh, it's like they're scared to like go halfway across the world to take like you know a school or something, mm. you know, just just do it. Like you won't regret it at all. Like you might be scared at first because you know you don't have family over there or you know you don't have the help you need or something, but. Um, I, I believe like you know if you really want it and you really want to are passionate about it, it you'll do great oh for sure Fantastic. I can I can be testing for that coming across here for for schooling you know mm-hmm. there's there's not been an easy process and but it's been super fun and I've had some of the most biggest development I've in my life that I would have I've met people like yourself and yeah. and that's that's and amazing you started this right you started Gen Z exactly now, right? I, exactly I started a brand and mm-hmm. and so there's there's no regrets from it you can yeah. you can only grow and and have fun and it's just a consistent message with everybody that comes on which i just love yeah. and love getting behind man it's Same. it's so important yeah. but awesome thanks so much for coming on like i said at the start of this you know you can find this this video on youtube um and it will also be uh, on on our rss feed if you're going to listen to it but i would definitely i would really recommend going on to the youtube you know it's our first in-person one i'm so excited to do them finally in person um because i think it just adds more to it but yeah we'll have much more of these to come we're going to finish as we always do cheers, cheers for now <laughs> perfect cool. all right as always, head over to the Instagram and Facebook at Gen Z Journey, where you can get an inside scoop of what's going on behind the scenes, as well as seeing the exciting guests that are coming on for that week. But above all else, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate all your participation, and we're excited you're on this journey with us. See you next time.